to start by telling you a semi-funny story about me. <laughs> um, I've been brought up in this church since I was, um, my parents like, came to this church when I was three years old. And the church is only one year older than I am. So back then it was like early days of this church, right? And um, for some reason, we used to have, like, we're about to have summer camp um, coming up for youth. But for some reason, we would have church camps, like the whole family. Do you remember that, Pastor Rita? Like the whole church would go <laughs> and have a camp. Were you there, Katie York? Were you at these church camps? Yeah. <laughs> Leslie Ann? Yeah. <laughs> well, we, were, we would all go. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> we would all go to these um, like church camps. And um, one particular one, there was um, a, like a talent show or like a competition on. <laughs> and <laughs> at the time, like this is the 90s, okay? I was probably only like seven or six. And at the time, there was this ad on TV. And you might, have rem- you might remember it. Um, there was, it must have been popular because I don't know why I would have done it if no one else knew. Anyway, it was this ad of this guy with like an afro and frizzy hair and he had like flared jeans on and a cool jacket and there's like this cool music and he was like like walking down the street and he um, walked into like a shop or something that was the brand that it was selling and it just shows him walking in and then he walks out and he takes his wig off and his hair is like long and he's like swaying down the street. Anyway, I like reenacted that for the talent show. My mom made me this costume of these like floral um, flared pants and like <laughs> I had this denim jacket that had the same fabric flowers stitched all over. My Shout out to my mom, she put in the effort and and um, I like, we had this banner, like exactly like the alpha banner that's out there, but it was like our church banner. And um, I like the music played and I like walked on stage and went behind this banner, like as if I was walking into the church, like C3 church. And my mom was behind the banner and she quickly took the wig off my hair and like made my hair all nice and flowy. And then I like walked out and... Um, that was my that was my thing, right? <laughs> that was it. <laughs> and I walked out. But the real miracle of the story is that I actually came third. However, I asked my mom, I asked my mom how many people actually were in the talent show and she couldn't remember, but she said it wasn't very many. So I might have came last, but with that, I um I got given a voucher to spend at like Kurong or like a Christian bookstore. And I tell you this whole story just to tell you that with that voucher, guess what I bought? The VeggieTale movie of Esther. You know the book in the Bible, Esther? Does anyone know VeggieTales? Oh, it's like this awesome um, like cartoon that explains stories in the Bibles in a hilarious, like childlike way. Anyway, I bought um, Esther and tonight... With dreaming big in 2018, I'm going to pull some some scriptures and the story and pull from the story of Esther. And if you've heard um, the story of Esther, or if you haven't, I'll quickly tell you it's about this um, young Jewish girl who gets picked out to be the queen of Persia, and she um, basically there's. The king's right-hand man is um, a guy called Haman, and he hates the Jews. So he, like, sends a creed that on a certain day, um, everyone's allowed to kill the Jews and take their land. And um, Esther, who has been brought up with her cousin Mordecai, Mordecai summons Esther and says, you know, you've got to do something. You're going to die. We're all going to die. And so Esther goes and um, tells the king, um, you know, can we, like, save the save the Jews, and 
the king with favor over Esther, grants him, and then she ends up saving all of the juice. And it's an incredible story. I would encourage you, read it. It's only like six chapters long, I think, five or six chapters long in the Bible. It's better than Harry Potter. If you haven't read it, you should read it. It's a hilarious, strange, wild story. But I'm going to pull from that because I can't help. I was reading this the other day. and I can't help but think um, what Esther's dreams might have been. Like she was um, brought up by her cousin Mordecai who lived in the outskirts of the king's palace, right? And the Bible doesn't really say like, She always dreamt of being queen. But um, the Bible does say that she was born beautiful and lovely. And it's clear in the story that Esther was set apart. And I can't help but wonder if she grew up being told, like, you didn't get those good looks for nothing, you know what I mean? Or, like, um, I I can't help but tell whether she was, like, like had this sense of um, I'm going to do something great, especially living on the outskirts of the palace, seeing royals walk in and out and have their parties. I just wonder if she grew up wishing, dreaming, one day I'm going to work in the palace, let alone be queen. Like one day I'm going to be something great. I'm going to work with the royals or whatever it was. And I honestly believe she did, just like you and me, All of us are born with a sense of, I want to do something significant. I don't, like, no matter who you are, there is something that God created us to do. And we all have this pull of, like, I I want to do something with my life. Like, I want to be great. Like, I know people even in the the world, like, outside of um, relationship with God, people will have a pull that they're like, I want to be rich. I want to be known. Like, I want to do something great. Well, it's the same. Like, all of us, no matter who we are, are born with this sense of I'm going to do something great. And that's because that's the way God created us. Like, He literally created every single one of us, not just to, like, look a certain way or just to play, like, um, Sims or whatever just for fun like you know he actually created us because he wanted us to do something like we are created with a purpose like Esther was born with beautiful looks and we are born with something that we like maybe for you it is your beautiful looks I don't know but there's something God has created you designed you a specific way for a specific cause and so (laughs) I'm going to pull from the scripture in Esther 4 verse 16 you know she um is about to like she's like deciding whether I should go and see the king and like um you know talk to the king about this creed to like kill all the Jews right and um but the thing is is that she um the the law is that if you would go and present yourself to the king you're like put to death but like without being invited you're put to death you can't just like barge in on the king Anyway, so it's risky business what she's, what she's deciding to do. And she says this amazing scripture. I'm only going to read the last part. I love it. It's short. It's sweet. It packs a punch. It says, she said, and so I will go to the king, which is against the law. And then she says, and if I perish, I perish. I want you to say that with me. And if I perish, I perish. <laughs> Come on, you can do better. And if I perish, I perish. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> no, that's fine. Um, I love it. I love her audacity that if I perish, I perish. And you know, as we come into 2018, 
I just think I want to be like, I want to dream the way that Esther says this. Like, I want to dream dreams that if I perish, I perish. And I want us all here tonight just to grab a hold of, um, yeah, the attitude Esther has to dream without fear, to dream big, to dream with audacity, to dream boldly. And um, I like really felt that, you know, um, people here tonight, and this is even like, this message is what I felt God say to me at the start of this year. So really I'm kind of preaching to myself as well as preaching to you. And it's that um, some of us here, you know, we've got big dreams, but sometimes we like sugar them down. And even when we write down our dreams, it's like only a quarter of what we really, really want to see in our lives. And I want to encourage you to dream big dreams. Just dream big. I mean, think of the God who created us. He is a big God. Just go down to Moffat Beach and look how big the ocean is. Look how big the mountains are. Um, look how many trees we have. Funny story, my um, sister lives in Singapore and she is, she's got a partner who has been um, like born and raised. He's full Singaporean. And he um, came over a few Christmases ago and um, we were just like chatting and um we were like talking about my auntie. She chopped down one of her trees in her like yard and the council found out and it meant that she had to plant five more trees. I don't know if that's a thing. It was in Brisbane. I don't know. But um, we we're talking about that and and we were driving to Brisbane later that day and he was like, you know, used to Singapore, which is just a country that's completely just a city. You know what I mean? And it's very green and it's very beautiful. But he was like, Man, your auntie had to plant. Look at look at all these trees. Like you know, driving down the Bruce um, Highway, I think it is. And he was like, "There's so many trees." You know, our God is a big God. He's planted every single tree. He has created um, the desert. He's created the sea. You know, there's depths of the sea that we haven't even discovered yet. That is how big our God is. And us being created in His image means that we are called to dream big, to be big thinkers, not just to go by the by, but instead dream big, expand. We serve a God who doesn't have limits, like just to take the cap off our dreams. And you know, um, I really like um, sewing clothes. Like I, that's like my thing. I like sewing and um, I love Pinterest. Anyone else love Pinterest? Oh, come on now. If oh, Get onto Pinterest, anyone that's creative or loves design, whatever Pinterest is like, straight from heaven, I swear. And um, I, um, I like, and I'm a very visual person and I wanted to um, make something and I had this idea in my head, but I couldn't quite figure it out. And so I was on um, Pinterest and I was like trying to find like what I was trying to make. So I was trying to see something that I could like you know, that was trying, I, I was like, surely someone out there has like done something similar, like I'm trying to find it and I couldn't find anything. And I felt the little voice in my head, whether it's me or the Holy Spirit, I don't know, say to me, um, you can't find what you're looking for because it hasn't been created yet. Like you can't find what you're looking for. And I just think sometimes with our dreams that we try and squish them down into something that we've already seen someone else do. Like I, I think sometimes, um, 
We can like dream dreams that seem so impossible that we kind of just find a little avenue or like a little um, picture of what it might look like that actually makes sense. And I felt God say tonight um, that write down dreams that people have never even tried before. Just write them down. Like maybe you are so um, confused or not really sure. Is this a God dream? This is my dream. I don't know. Just write it down. Yeah. Yeah, I honestly, I believe that, um, you know, God gives us dreams. and But the thing is, is that um, God is a big God. And I um, actually had a dream that I, well, have a dream, sorry, that um, God put in my heart. And I actually, like, it was just an idea I had. But then one day I was reading the Bible and a scripture jumped out at me and it's Proverbs, it's in Proverbs 31 and it talks about the woman who sews clothes for the needy and reaches out a hand to the poor. And I like, I just had this idea already before I read that scripture that um, like I said before, I love sewing. And I was like, maybe one day I could like sew something like so close for the poor or like I don't know I just had this I can't even I can't even tell you the extent of my dream because to be honest I don't really even know what it's going to look like or how it's going to work and that was my thing I was like I want to do something that I love which is sewing clothes (laughs) but I also want it to be um, something that's going to help people in need like and I just had this like dream that um, you know, women, like when we wear nice clothes, it like makes us feel like beautiful and it makes us feel valued. And I just thought, oh, maybe there's women out there who need to be like dressed beautifully just to know that they're valued. And that was kind of my thing. And I was just thinking about it. And then this time last year, right, about this time last year, um, Pastor Phil came um, to this church <laughs> and he pulled Dan and I up and um, he prophesied over us not what I was dreaming just to help people in need. That's obviously in my heart. But instead he like, it was, honestly, I haven't listened to the prophecy because it's just so crazy. I'm too scared to. <laughs> I'll stand, it's true. even before I was preparing this, Dan's like, you sure you don't want to just listen to the prophecy? I was like, no, 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 I'm good. <laughs> um, <laughs> but he basically prophesied over Dan and I, um, like the anointing of governance and then um, that we would go to places in need and build hospitals and build villages to people in need. And I just think like, whoa, God, this was my dream, but this is your dream for our lives. Like, come on, like, I just want to um, stir something inside of you tonight that maybe your dream is this, but just look like look to the hills, look to Jesus, and that maybe your dream is actually this. Like we are called to big things. Thank you. <laughs> Dream with audacity. If you perish, you perish. Come on. It doesn't hurt just to write it down. In your own handwriting, just go dream big. You know, before um, Esther said, if I perish, I perish, Mordecai is like trying to convince her um, to go and see the king, which obviously she's quite intimidated and scared about. And he says these words in Esther 4, verse 14. He says, I love this. He says, yet who knows whether you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this? Like who knows whether you've come to this kingdom for such a time as this? And um, about four years ago now that we're in 2018, um, I had like the honour to go to Africa um, with a group from here with church with the um, (laughs) pastor Marita was there and um, to go and visit our Compassion Church, like the 
um, that we sponsor our children out of that's on the wall out there. When, when you go to the toilets, all our compassion kids. Yeah, well, I got the privilege to go and meet those kids and meet my sponsor kid. And, um, you know, I had a few people ask me, like, oh, how was it, like, um, going into Africa? Like, was it a big culture shock? Was it big? And um, to be honest, like, going into Africa, it was actually... It was actually all right because the people are so lovely and so welcoming and you just kind of, you know, it's exciting. And However, I did find coming home really like odd because I've been to um, Singapore, I've been to New Zealand, I've been to um, Europe before and like I've been to different countries and I've always kind of felt like, oh yeah, you know, I'm still here on earth, you know. (laughs) But however, when I went to Africa, I was like, this is a completely different earth. Like, this is so different from where I've ever seen people live life before. Like, it is so different. And there's, they have such a different way of living. Like, um, poverty is huge there. Like, it just, it's just, yeah, it's, it really is just a different planet. And I, um, not literally, it's obviously still part of earth. But to me, I was like, this place is like nothing I've ever seen before. And so I found coming home the biggest hit that I was like, why am I here and not over there? Like, who's to say I couldn't have been born in Africa as an African child? Like, and that was my biggest thing. I came home and I was like, God, why would you choose me to be born in my family here on the beautiful Sunshine Coast? I've got like my own house, my own bed. I've got like not only my own bedroom, but I've got a spare sewing room, you know, whereas these families are living in one little tiny, like the size of the drum kit is a whole family's home. And I just thought, why? Like, why God? I didn't really get an answer. However, I felt this scripture come alive in me, that maybe you were called in this kingdom for such a time as this. And, you know, I don't believe that God just like, um, just literally like hands out people into different planets. It literally is one big purpose that God has for you, that he wouldn't just place you here, there, wherever, that you are actually here on a direct purpose, a direct assignment for the people in your world. And you know, um, Esther, maybe let's just say it was her dream to become queen. But if you read the story, Esther becoming queen was less about her and her dream, and more about the Jewish people around her. Like, it wasn't about her. It wasn't about her, like, becoming, like, this awesome queen. It was actually about her saving the Jews, completely saving. And she, um, the Jews, like, still celebrate today this occasion of the day that Esther um, pleaded to the king and saved all of them. It's their biggest salvation. And I want to say that our dreams, whether we can see it or not, There are people waiting on the other side of our dreams. Like I honestly believe that um, even like the simplest of dreams, like like I second what Pastor Teresa said, when I was praying for this message, I really felt like um, people's dreams are to have houses. And I felt God say that there are neighborhoods waiting for a family like yours to be in their street. Like there there are children I, I like pictured children praying. Oh, and I used to pray this as a kid, actually. Um, like I pray I have a really good neighbor who can become my friend. Well, maybe that's your children and maybe you'll bring them to the house of God. You just don't know what's on the other side of your dreams. I felt God say he is more for your dreams than you realize because he's got people waiting. People are going to be dependent on you achieving your dreams. Is that cool? 
Oh, and I honestly, I want to challenge you guys. When I felt God, like, put this in my heart, you know, with my dream, I felt God say there is an urgency to have a go in 2018. Like, there is an urgency because there are people waiting. There are people that you are only going to meet through achieving your dreams or even on the journey discovering your dreams. There are people waiting. And I felt God say in 2018, if you perish, you perish. Have a go. Just go for it. Just have a go. Take a step, whatever it might be. And you know, um, Esther obviously did add up the odds, like add up the cost of what would happen if she failed. And hers was literally that she would die. So another version actually says, if I die, I die. And um, I pray today that achieving your dreams wouldn't be to that extent. (laughs) But maybe you're here and you're like, um, people will laugh at me. Maybe it's like, if people laugh, people laugh. Maybe it's um, if I fail, I fail. Maybe it's if I lose money, I lose money. Maybe it's I'm not adequate. Well, I'm not adequate. Whatever it is, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. I want to encourage you to have the audacity of Esther. Have a go in 2018. Go on. Awesome. I want to read one more scripture. And it's in Isaiah 57 verses 14 to 15. And it says, God says, rebuild the road, rebuild the road, clear away the rocks and stones so many people can return from captivity. And I felt God say, um, kind of a random scripture to talk about dreams, but I felt God say, rebuild your dreams, like build the dreams, make the way, clear away rocks and stones, clear away um, anything that might be stopping you. You'll know straight away what's stopping you because the moment you like think of your dream like, oh wow, wouldn't it be good if I didn't own one house but 10 houses? The, the, your rock and your stone will come to you like a second after, I swear. It'll say like, don't be greedy or whatever it is. Like, You'll never have that kind of money or whatever it is. You need to clear those away and tune into the voice of God. Um, ch- uh, get rid of all anxi- um, insecurities. Clear away the rocks. I love the last bit because it says, so my people can return from captivity. Clear the road. And you'll find when you go through your dreams and you reach for gold or whatever it is, people will, people will notice that. And they will also follow you. Like you'll have people follow in your footsteps. I love um, Pastor John and Dan and their leadership. And they, um, um, I think not last year, the year before, or maybe even the year before. I, I don't know. I've lost track of time. But they, um, they've like shared with us and on numerous occasions when they've preached about going after their dream home. And like they've shared these scriptures and, and how like, you know, it wasn't easy. They had to go through, they had to really push on faith and trust God. And, you know, it was like the year after that, Dan and I were doing the exact same thing they were for our dream home. And it was like every single message that they had done, every, every, um, like a scripture they had shared, everything. It was like Dan and I were like, okay, let's follow on Pastor John and Dan's footsteps. You know what I mean? Like they got their dream house. Come on, let's see how they did it. Let's follow them. You know, you'll have that as well when you achieve your dreams. It is as if you're creating a road that people can walk through and follow. And um, I really feel in my heart that there might be people here and um, like exactly like Pastor Teresa said, it's time to dig up those dreams that you've put down. You know, when I was, um, I'll get the keyboarders up, thanks, Michael. 
When I was um, like a 13-year-old girl, teenager, go the youth, um, I was like, like a typical, well, I don't know if this is typical, but it sounds typical for a teenage girl to be like, um, I'm dreaming of a husband. <laughs> and I like wrote up um, this like thing that I was like, oh, I dream for like um, a real godly man. I actually had this fear that I would marry someone who didn't love God as much as me. And so then I, I would have to like, you know, encourage him to come to church and like teach him how to read the Bible. I actually had, that was a fear in me. <laughs> so I wrote down um, like on, in my diary that I would marry a guy who loves God as much as me, if not more, and um, that we would like serve in the house together. And we would, and I painted like this beautiful picture of like the man of God I wanted to marry. But track about five years down the track, uh, down my life, I like went on a little like, I don't know, little crossway and I ended up getting my heart like brutally broken, like so badly broken. I like can't even explain it to you. And I remember um, just feeling devastated and that dream of mine completely like, I was like, no, never. It's never going to happen. In fact, I was like, I don't even want to be married anymore. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to (laughs) like... see any guy come near me, I was standing. We were friends then, so poor Dan was kind of like, hey, let's hang out. And I was like, no, I hate boys. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) We all know how the story ends, obviously, but um, it's true. I was like, no. And it it wasn't just like, no, I don't want to get married. It was like, no, you're not good enough for that type of man, or like, no, um, that's never going to happen for you. All men are like that person that broke your heart. Um, No, you don't deserve that. And you know what? I remember being so broken and so hurt. I remember sharing this with my um, sister, actually, and she had gone through a similar thing. And she said to me, um, you know what? You're always going to be, you'll never be the same again. That's the word she said. She said, your life is going to be changed forever. And you're basically going to live like this, carry this for the rest of your life. And my sister um, isn't in church at the moment, so those words didn't come from the Lord. Let's just say that. And um, (laughs) I um, remember like in my brokenness, uh, late at night, crying out to God and being like, God, um, I don't want to be like, I was like, Oh, I'm trying to take me back. I was like, God, um, surely, like, surely I can't carry this forever. Like, I'm happy to have the consequences that, yes, I don't deserve this, but Lord, take this pain away. And, you know, over time, coming into the house of God week after week, I wish I said in a minute, I was like, boing, and like pulled out that thing, was like, woo, married Dan the next day. That's not what happened. It was like, it was like a year process of coming into the house of God, getting my friends around me who encouraged me, my leaders with me, listening to messages and pulling on everything, the, listening to the truth of who God is and who I am, that I actually felt God completely restore me over time, that my sister was wrong. I was changed forever, but I've changed for the better with God. Like God completely restored my dream. In fact, it actually wasn't until after I married Dan that I remembered that. I like was thinking about it and was like, oh my gosh, I completely forgot that I had written that. Completely forgot that I burned that diary. <laughs> and completely like just realized, wow, Dan was actually the man that I wrote down in my, in my 
diary when I was a little 13-year-old girl. And I want to say to you tonight that maybe there's dreams and you've had huge disappointments, maybe huge heartaches. Maybe it's dreams you've had for your children and you're like, they are just so far away. I can't ever see them, you know, see them doing your dream or whatever it is. I want, I want to tell you that God is the God who restores. He is like, I am a living testament of that. Like my husband marrying me is a living testament for that. And I want you all just to close your eyes. I just want you to close your eyes right now and just look to God and just say, maybe God's going to bring some dreams to the surface that you've forgotten, that were dreams from Him, that were dreams that involved people. I just want you right now just to receive God's grace and his power to restore any discouragements you've had, any letdowns, any disappointments. I also want you to take this time just to ask God, what is the step that I need to take in 2018? What is the risk with the attitude that if I perish, I perish, you're going to give it a go.